0: everyone and welcome to another episode of getting hammered i am your host mary catherine ham i'm here as always with my co-host vic mattis we've got a lot going on today we have sort of a final count finally on what happened in the election last week so we'll get to that trump 2024 is officially off the ground so we will talk about that and desantis polling and responses to trump such that they are more ground war in europe got a little dicey this week and Vic's and my regrettable majors. Actually, you weren't really this major. We'll no, talk. We'll you we'll, we'll you're mm, better than I no. am. All right.
1: You de- you majored?
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Okay. We'll you get must to be the only successful that's a, one. That's a teaser. the only successful that's a, one.
0: Okay. Sorry. What are we talking about? <laughs> so we're going to talk about those things. First off, how you doing, Vic? I'm doing fine
1: every morning I weigh myself and it's a struggle.
0: Don't don't do it every day.
1: It's really I do it in the morning at a certain time. And that weight that I had lost post oral surgery is just coming it just, back. It turns out the applesauce soup pudding diet really works.
0: I mean, makes sense.
1: But you were i was incredibly unhappy, <laughs> but I felt great. If that makes See, any sense, you now, can feel feel you, great but be miserable.
0: Well, the famous Kate Moss quote: "Nothing, oh. nothing, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels." Oh. Now that is an unhealthy approach to life, everyone. I do not endorse that sentiment in any way, shape, or form. I eat a lot of really good food, and you should too, Vic. Well, I was don't thinking, be miserable. I was, don't live like a model. Okay,
1: you know what I was thinking? I was thinking that my focus should be quality over quantity. And yes. then I'm like, who am I kidding? I want a lot of quality. Like, yeah. I want we, I want a great quantity of good quality. That's what I see. And all, all I can think of is I realized at some point. In the last couple of days, I'm basically living Liberace's mantra. Do you remember what he he said (laughs) when he said, too much of a good thing is wonderful? You know how he said that? You can only imagine. That's me. There's a Dolly
0: Parton clip where she says, I guess I could get by with less. She's talking about her look. I guess I could get by with less, but I like more.
1: (laughs) That's how I am. Uh, That's
0: how I feel about my children.
1: (laughs) that's, That's a very deep take. How are you, speaking of which? I'm
0: good. I was just saying I like more children, guys. It's not controversial. <laughs> All right. I'm good. Last night, pregnant brain struck again. Again, guys.
1: Oh, what did you do?
0: I showed up for a 7 p.m. event at 4. What? Yeah, I looked great, but... <laughs> now...
1: You were off by three hours? I was
0: off by three hours. Now...
1: Were you thinking that it was like an early bird dinner?
0: No, I was <laughs> like... I was actually i thought it was weird that this event was from four to six but i was excited because then i could just go home and go to bed Mm -hmm. at my normal pregnant bedtime no what happened what had happened was and i'm not crazy because i did fear that i was insane i was like why would i get here at this time i had received an invitation that had the pacific standard time for the event that's
1: their fault on it that's their fault and then
0: once i rsvp'd i got a follow-up that had this the real time and i missed the follow-up
1: thank you that is correct that is real time you know est should be (laughs) our real rst real standard time i know it's so elitist of all of us so
0: elitist elitist. east coast elitist yeah yes so i goofed that up but you know what it's okay I was picking up a friend, and I was—I sat in my car for a while and did some productive things. For three working hours? Out. No, no, no. <laughs> she was oh, 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 okay. she was occupied for a while, oh, okay. so. And again, moms will understand this. Mom of three, you just sit in the car and listen to a podcast by yourself for an hour. This is not the worst fate in the world. <laughs> yeah. and, like check some emails, catch up on things. It was fine. It was fine. And then we went and uh, ordered some takeout and hung out with my friend. And then we went. To this event so it all it all worked out okay now I will say earlier in this pregnancy when I should not have been afflicted so much with pregnant brain I missed an event I went to an event several days early so I'm improving actually if you look at it that way missed it by days before missed it just by hours this time
1: soon minutes
0: <laughs> but I got I got to go good I stayed up until you know the ripe old ripe old time of 10 30. Oh, that's, that's like, that's even past like my It time. was crazy. It, I had a crazy night, Vic. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm done now like by 10. <laughs> it Just was Wrapping good. things up.
0: All right. So, shall we to the news? Let's do it. Well, the House belongs to Republicans. Dun, dun,
1: dun. You see? Look at what I'm wearing here. Oh, you got wearing... a red yeah, sweater. Yeah, I, re- I wore it on Tuesday. That was premature mm-hmm. last Tuesday.
0: Okay. And what what happens to our friend Nancy Pelosi now?
1: Yes, making a special announcement. By the time our listeners hear this, she will, I believe, announce that she is stepping down from the speakership, but she will still be, obviously, she just won her. And so she'll be with us for another, at least another two years.
0: So Pelosi will no longer be speaker. There was some scuttlebutt about leadership in both the House and the Senate. I got to say, Vic, leadership fights are not... My kind of news. Palace
1: intrigue. Not your thing. I can't.
0: I'm. I cannot sustain interest, even when I'm like, so after a big loss or something like this, it's like, okay, well, someone should pay a price for this. Mm -hmm. I understand that we want accountability. In the House, Kevin McCarthy ended up winning. Yeah. The speaker or the yeah speaker of the House election in the Senate, McConnell, much maligned by many on the Mm -hmm. Trump wing of the party nonetheless won against a challenge from rick scott of florida the problem with rick scott's argument is you know this election didn't go great okay but you were in charge of the national republican senatorial committee which Mm -hmm. is the one in charge of distributing funds and making sure that a bunch of republicans Mm -hmm. win senate seats so
1: 181 million dollars i believe that he had spent by midsummer on a get out the vote effort connected to texting, to yeah. get out, and that did not really pan out the way he was hoping, and so more money had to go to a lot of these races, and obviously we know there were a lot of close races. I mean, he's not the only one to blame, but no, of obviously not. RFCC but it, it is in it.
0: It's difficult to make yeah. the argument that you're the guy who's going to fix the problems yeah. when you were the guy yeah. in charge yeah, yeah. of the thing.
1: And, and this is why people are also upset about House leadership as well, right? Yeah. Kevin McCarthy, and I guess Tom Emmer who's going to be the uh, the whip. So it was it was a big it was a big day for uh, establishment republicans. Yeah. Everyone everyone were hoping every, for everyone remains
0: know. in place. Yeah.
1: That that's right. I think so the number now is 218, right? That's the, but right. that's not going to be the final number. It's going to be higher than that. And so because we love making predictions here. That's all we do. I will go with 222.
0: Okay, I like it. Like the IHOP breakfast. That, that feels sunny at this point. I like it. Yeah, you like I that? like where your head's at. There's a couple
1: of California races. <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting. Yeah. We're still waiting on, and they will be tabulated in the next few years.
0: Yeah, and so we look forward to by the mm-hmm. next time they like. They only serve for two years. You need to get started with this thing. It's you know? so
1: pathetic. There was something about sorting machines, like one, or running out of toner, or whatever. My theory is they're, they're using a fax machine. It's one of those OKI data fax machines with the, you know, perforated <laughs> yeah. edges. Dot they, matrix. Yeah, it, Todd matrix. It takes a We're while. We're doing some it dot matrix. It takes a while to get those faxes in. So. You
0: know, it was a long time ago that I was in high school. Longer than I would like to talk about. To my memory, even in those olden days, Scantron worked perfectly nicely. <laughs> Just, you throw that Scantron right in there. You get the right it results. It reads it. It reads Just it. make
1: the dots. Reliably. Circle it carefully. Happens
0: all the time. It so, does. It does seem like we could mm-hmm. do better on that front.
1: By the way, just a really quick anecdote. I when I started college in the summer after my freshman year, I interned at the Department of Justice, and they had just brought in fax machines. Oh! I stayed away from that because I didn't know, like, what is that?
0: Fax machines are still scary. <laughs> I mean, are they, how are they getting this information? I you know how does what I would translate like,
1: through the wires. You, you know, know what I
0: would like? I'd like to meet the early adopter. Of fax machines. Like, you know, now it's like, oh, Oh, you started on TikTok really early or you Mm -hmm. started on Substack Mm -hmm. really early. You want to meet the person. I want to meet the person who was, like, really into fax machines. Yeah. And led office upon office to adopt this technology.
1: I've had Which occasionally
0: my health insurance company will be like, can you use that technology to send us something? And I'm like, no. I'm
1: surprised that there are some things, like, sometimes you have to fax, like, before my surgery you had to fax you know yes. your your like medical stuff yes. to their lab. You know for registration and now, stuff like why that. Why are pre-
0: labs a fax heavy environment? I don't know. I they
1: haven't changed. <laughs> because
0: <laughs> because for my ultrasound, my 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 doctors had to fax over my order to them.
1: Yeah, it's a weird thing in twenty
0: twenty two.
1: the worst the worst facts interaction that I had mm-hmm. was I interned at this German defense consulting firm not far from here by the way this is my previous uh-huh. life yeah not Great. surprising that I worked no there. no and we were sending out a fax ahead of time like for the morning you know it's six hours difference between here and Germany and it's you know those reams of paper anyway I must have hit some button where it just was on a loop and it had jammed the main fax machine at the German Ministry of Defense on the day that they had <laughs> deployed for the first time into I think it was Macedonia or Kosovo or wherever Who it was you? And I come in that morning,
0: and like like, the phone's ringing off the hook. You're like a, you're that's a that's a, a national spy, security. That's you know, a spy operation, it was a right spy there, operation. Yeah, it
1: probably was. And I remember them just chewing me out. I that. mean, yeah.
0: fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I've never done that, but the highest stakes on my faxing was always like the, the Kinko's fax that I had to pay seven dollars to use. Okay, that enough facts thing. That was a big on. thing.
1: Do you, have, do you have Kevin McCarthy thoughts? Do you have, are you
0: hopeful? i just, uh, ah. like, I'm underwhelmed. I'm underwhelmed.
1: You know he ran his, you know he, the story about him running his deli, right? This is how no. he started, right? He says, oh, I ran a deli as a, as a kid. But it wasn't quite like, his, it's not like a Subway, right. right? It was out of his uncle and aunt's yogurt stand. Okay. This is the 80s, by the way, and this is why yogurt California It's gold. Yeah. It was gold. Yeah. Right. And so he had some just thing on the side where he was making sandwiches. So when people, when he talks about like, oh, I ran this deli, uh, don't think it's like Subway. Think of it more like Henry Hill in the beginning of Goodfellas. Okay. When he's making the sandwiches for the card players. I mean, that's sort
0: of like the House Freedom Caucus. It translates. (laughs) That's all I have to say. No, I'm underwhelmed by McCarthy in general. And McConnell is just a good tactician. That's all there is to it. And even if you dislike him, he gets it done. And I do not think the Supreme Court would look the way it does now without him. Do so with Never that,
1: underestimate cocaine, Mitch.
0: I know, man. Never. I loved his response it was just like, oh, I don't mind having a little competition. I feel like the, the end tally was pretty good for me.
1: Yeah. Come out and admit that you're going against me. You will now <laughs> pay the
0: price. Oh, my goodness. All right. In future news.
1: In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. So many incredible friends and family here tonight. It's such a beautiful thing. It's, some people say, how do you speak before so many people all the time? If When there's love in the room, it's really easy if you want to know the love.
0: The future is now, Vic. Oh, boy. 2024 is right oh, now. No. It's already begun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do we feel about that?
1: Well, I will tell you, I saw we were talking about the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, making his announcement from Mar-a-Lago the other day. Yes. I watched the speech. Mm-hmm. How long did you say it was?
0: 63 minutes, 63 I believe, minutes. is the tally. I fell asleep. Oh, no. I Thanks. did. No,
1: that's a true. It's it's true. I just, you know, it was low it was low energy. Well, I mean. I was low energy, so, so this, I mean, that's the thing.
0: Baby. I think that's just a fact. I think it was much, it was subdued on certainly on the trump scale
1: he mostly stuck to the teleprompter yes that did not come through when i saw it. well i th- obviously wow. when
0: they're when they're televising it this is taken from the back of the room and you're getting a yeah, little bit of the crowd response that means
1: people are like oh let me get another drink
0: yes the crowd response was very much like middling toast at a wedding situation
1: oh you know and mike lindell was there yes and madison Cawthorn was there yes all the hits. And then, but that sound that you just played, it reminded, it's like Sinatra at the Sands. You could hear the clinking of glasses yeah. and people are eating their veal parm. It was very, it was know? very
0: like, a, this is the middle of a wedding. Wow. And I,
1: And even then, and you've given what, I, you know, I, I've given wedding toasts and best man speeches and what, whatnot. You do expect people to stop and keep it short.
0: Oh, I demand attention.
1: The worst is if you start. If you start, then I mean, when you start hearing people talking, you're losing
0: control. Yes, yes, and you oh. have to use your iron fist. You know how I, I once gained control of a, a sort of unruly crowd. I did a, a dinner where I emceed a I forget it was a CEI, which is very libertarian. Everybody's the like Competitive
1: Enterprise Institute. Yeah.
0: Everybody's pretty hosed when this thing starts, and I had been warned that the crowd could get a little rowdy, and we're all sitting down and like getting everybody settled is difficult. And luckily, the organizers had told me this, and I apologize if it's at all disrespectful, but I stood up and fake sang the national anthem, and that really gets people to shut up very fast. You just do one bar, You're and kicked. they're like, uh.
1: And then that got, that got their attention. You yeah. brought it back in again.
0: Yeah. Wow. Really silences uh, the room very quickly.
1: I have not tried that tactic. Yeah.
0: It works. Uh, anyway, scary. maybe maybe Trump should have done that. Okay. No, the, definitely a, a a different style for him. And we've seen this before where he sort of he goes back and forth between the I'm attacking my fellow Republicans and or Democrats or media viciously in whatever form. And then this sort of more presidential. I'm going to read the prompter. I'm going to give a State of the Union type address. Mm. I do think this one was too long. Didn't serve him well. And, you know, a little riffing is who he is. Yeah. And that's what the people in that room no doubt wanted. But oh. that is not what they got on this occasion. But the problem is, like, he just swings back and forth.
1: Yeah, because he'll start issuing these statements like, you know, the ones that he's been go- issuing against Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin for whatever reasons. But then you have a situation where he gives this major speech and you feel like the media was disappointed that it wasn't incendiary. But yes. he was actually but there were things he was saying. That were like, oh, you know, that that's good. I mean, he was talking about wanting to reverse Biden executive orders. We all feel that yeah. way, particularly when it comes to COVID emergencies. We all feel that way. Giving back pay and rehiring or reinstating members of the military who were kicked out yep, because they wouldn't get vaccinated—all all good things. Yeah. But I imagine that the Santas, Pence, Yuckin, whoever is going to run, will do the same thing, right? Right. We just. Except the only thing is, he is the only one running right now.
0: He's the only one running, and he will be running for the next almost two years.
1: Right, we're a long way from Iowa.
0: I did, I did hear a couple of people, Trump supporters say, that didn't feel like the heart was in it. You know, because I do think the timing of this is, is a little bit of like, I. I don't like the way the conversation is going. So I'm going to change the conversation by making the announcement. Yeah. But I don't think, I think that's, that's a great right. way to decide when to make an announcement. And I think it actually works against him because mm-hmm. Trump is liable to scare some people out of the race. And he is served by a lot of people being in the race. Yeah. Because as soon as that vote is split, he's fine.
1: That's exactly right. But
0: I think he's probably frightening some people off yeah. right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was like straight out of the 2016 primary playbook.
0: Exactly. Just Do the same thing, man. Yeah. All right. I don't did we talk I don't think we talked about his attack on DeSantis on the show. We might not have. Okay. At least so, to the
1: extent because it's you know, I mean, a long time ago, the thing that came out was De sanctimonious. Yes. And then he really this one he wasn't subtle. This no,
0: right. this was a, a sort of a several page press release that was like, I backed this guy. When no one would, right. I made in him ingrates.
1: The ingrates,
0: and he's you know he's a he's an average governor, and just everyone it. would
1: move to Florida regardless because of sunshine. <laughs> yes, that which was which was all in caps.
0: Sunshine. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. The idea that sunshine is a part of the establishment aligned against <laughs> Donald Trump. So he went. He went after DeSantis in this in this very long release. DeSantis is literally getting ready for Hurricane Nicole yeah. while having just. Mm-hmm conducted a successful election in the state of Florida. So so he's pretty quiet about this, but he knows that press is going to ask him about it because the press, more than anything, wants all these people fighting each other. So this is what his response was when he was first confronted with his first
2: question about this. One of the things I've learned, like, learned in this job is... Um, Uh, when you're do when you're leading, when you're getting, getting things done. Yeah, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it. Uh, I roll out of bed in the morning. I've got corporate media outlets that have a spasm. Just the fact that I'm getting up in the morning and it's constantly attacking. And this is just what's happened. I don't think any governor got attacked more, particularly by corporate media than me over my four year term. And yet I think what you, what you learn is all that's just noise. And really what matters is, are you leading? Are you getting in front of issues? Uh, are you delivering results for people? And are you standing up for folks? And if you do that, then none of that stuff matters. And, and that's what we've done. We focused on results and leadership. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night.
1: Check out the scoreboard.
2: Point to the scoreboard.
0: According to the scoreboard is actually a thing that Trump should have done more often at times during his presidency. Just like, here's the economy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shut my mouth and hang out at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> right? Like, that, yeah. that would have gone better for him sometimes. I, I think this is the right approach for DeSantis to be taking at this moment, to not take a bunch of bait and start a giant, start coming up with nicknames for Donald Trump. He can wait a while. He mm-hmm. can govern his state yeah. and get in at a later date. If he wants to get in, which I think it's fairly obvious he does. And he's right. The scoreboard makes the argument for him.
1: It's a real challenge because he's still in the middle of serving his at the end of his first term until January. And then it is technically another four years and people expect him to start wanting to jump in now. He cannot jump in now. That's the problem for him. Right. And so it's just it's it's an open mic for Donald Trump.
0: But I think I think that actually serves him, Mm. not Trump. But we'll see. So the the Club for Growth, which has long been a Trump supporting organization, not in 2016, but after that has been behind him, sort of did some did some polling that might be a little bit of a warning to Trump. They checked out a one on one matchup in Iowa and New Hampshire and found that DeSantis up by double digits in both. Now, this is a change I believe, from August when they did the same thing, and it was it was not nearly as pronounced, or Trump, I think Trump was ahead. So there's been quite a shift. Let's say, according to the polling memo, DeSantis leads Trump by 11 percentage points in Iowa, 15 in New Hampshire. Those numbers represent an improvement for DeSantis since August when they found a 15-point lead for Trump in Iowa, and the two were tied in New Hampshire. Yeah. So that's a big shift. The issue is that that polling exists in a universe where there's a one-on-one matchup. And that is not the universe we live in.
1: No, that's right. Texas, too, by the way, and there were numbers that had come out of that. And I think we might have mentioned that two days ago. Polling rise that DeSantis is up ahead. Uh, my concern, again, is if he's behind and if he's not successful in the primaries, how does he bow out? Yeah. Because I, you, can't, you can't actually imagine him conceding. He hasn't conceded. Yeah. So I don't. I don't I, know what I don't know what that game plan is. Nobody wants to leave. Everybody, particularly, and this is nothing against septuagenarians, you know, but septuagenians in power, octogenarians, nonagenarians. Now, I mean, you know, yeah. Chuck Grassley just got another six years, I and know. the Democrats.
0: Although he's very with it, that guy. That guy. Yeah, jo- that guy jogs every morning I know. At 4 I know. I know.
1: No. he's. I'm sure he's. Of, I'm sure his of blood 80, numbers are the, better than mine. Of
0: the eighty-nine-year-olds, I could yeah. elect. That's the.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's the one I'd I choose. I bet you his A1C is better than mine, but. <laughs> And, and, and for, you know, but they don't want to leave. Right. And Trump is going to be 78. Yeah. And going into 80 while he's in office. And I think that's a problem. And I just saw something about Diane Feinstein and yeah. a recent comment that she made where it's clearly clear.
0: She has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Her staff had to tell her that she yeah. had come out against how, how something long, that she, didn't how long know she long had, you had come out going, how, well, yeah. I mean, you
1: know, they did something so at the very end, but strong. But, you know. Yeah. All these other candidates are dying to get in, whether it be in leadership positions in Congress or running for president. Right. And you have uh, the, poss- uh, the possibility of Biden versus Trump. I know. Part two. I know.
0: Like we can we yeah. can do something different, guys. Also, we can shift. Also, I know
1: we can. When when I was surprised that he hasn't done this yet, but I think it's only a matter of time that Trump goes after DeSantis more about being vax shy, shall we say? Because he doesn't like talking about getting vaccinated and boosted. And the other thing is his height.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm surprised.
0: Oh, it's going to get very personal. I think I was. Who do you think is going to get into this race? So, again, I know we're not going to wear you out with 2024 every episode, but sometimes you got to hash this stuff out. So I was running through who could
1: run. Uh uh All right.
0: Cotton took a pass. Yeah. Mike Pompeo, former Mm -hmm. Secretary of State, he wants to run. Larry Hogan, former governor of Maryland, he wants to run. As I've, that would obviously he would be your
1: most moderate. He option. would be
0: the anti-Trump mm-hmm. option. Governor Sununu of New Hampshire has has suggested, or there's there's some there is some suggestion mm-hmm. that he would like now. And obviously, an easy win for him in New Hampshire, which gets yeah. you like it's quite a that's quite you a head start. Yeah. Who else we got? Pence. Yeah. Former Vice President Pence.
1: He just launched his book. Right. And like he said, there are going to be better options. In 2024. Well, and then you got that's how he's couched this.
0: Desantis, and then you got Trump. So even just the uh, a bear... and the Nikki Haley. Problem. Oh, and Nikki Haley. Yeah, that's, we're up to seven. That is a real split vote. Yeah, that's a real split vote. That yeah. is that's I mean, no federal... one-on-one matchup. Uh, oh,
1: and Glenn Youngkin, of course.
0: Oh yeah, and like I think that there are people who are like, oh, you want to you want to you want to sort of conspiracy. What am I trying to say? Plot against Trump and mm-hmm. like kick him out. Of the- no, I would just love for him to have a one-on-one. Or on two or three, yeah.
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure he would do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't even say that. I didn't even say that. Goodness, Mary Catherine. <laughs> but, <laughs> you get a pass because, you know, you're yeah, preg- yeah. Uh, pregnant. Yeah.
0: yeah, I always get a pass. So, <laughs> so, I thought it. I actually, the the competition yep. is good. I just mm-hmm. would like it to be like healthy and not split seven ways or 17 ways mm-hmm. like it has mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it could be just a retread of 2016. But I have a feeling, I do have a feeling that a lot of people, a lot of Republicans, conservatives, people who did support Trump in 2016 and in 2020 want something new because they know after 2016, you know, we lost Congress in 2018. He lost in 2020. We lost the Senate in 2021. A lot of people blame him for the midterm elections and for a lot of the candidates. I mean, he does say that, you know, the vast majority, what did he say, 232 Trump Back candidates. Right. And they only lost something like 22 or something like that, but still lost the Senate because of candidates in Arizona and Pennsylvania and New Hampshire.
0: Well, and if you look at the again, if you look at the stats and the numbers from those states, you will find that other Republicans and this is not really news. Mm -hmm. Other Republicans ran ahead of the Trump endorsed candidates in raw numbers and percentages this happened also in 2016. Mm-hmm. This has been, happened also in... Like, this has happened for a long time. Yeah. And I think the evidence gets clearer and clearer, especially in an environment where the economy looks like this and people are wrong track, yeah. answering by 73%. In this environment, they are telling you, I want an alternative and you're not giving it to me. I will only go so far. Mm-hmm. And where I will go is a Glenn Youngkin. Right. Where I will go is this normie... Republican treasurer in Arizona, right. but, but yeah. maybe not for Blake Masters. That's, that is what, that's what we're being told mm-hmm. by the numbers mm-hmm. pretty clearly. Yeah, that's right. From, from the <laughs> GOP, from the yeah. GOP war, hot war, Yeah, it is. to the hot war in Europe. Oh yes. Vic's going to explain this one to us because <laughs> as we'll discuss later in the, in the show, he has a more erudite. No, uh, well major than I did so this college. happened two days ago yesterday yes two days ago.
1: yes I was an international relations major a missile hit a small Polish village on the border between Ukraine and Poland and the Associated Press and I believe the Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky immediately pointed to Russia right as the culprit which if that were the case is a violation of NATO's Article 5 and would require a response. Nobody acted rashly. Nobody acted, you know, too quickly on this. They said, let's investigate. Let's figure it out. And what they have concluded, except for Zelensky, who still wants Ukraine to be part of the investigation, is that technically it's true the rocket was Soviet-made. It is a Russian rocket, but it was an S-300. But that it was fired by Ukraine. This does not mean, however, that Poland or NATO are going to blame Ukraine for this thing. So Ukraine was in the middle of a massive barrage, something like 75, 80 rockets raining down indiscriminately. But you know, most of them were being intercepted, but the ones that did make it through going after infrastructure targets, essentially to keep Ukraine in the dark and in the cold. And we're in November you know yeah. and that's going to get real cold yeah the suffering is the point it's you're going after at this point the russian strategy going after civilian interest, infrastructure and inflicting harm uh, and suffering on a very mass scale but as Jens Stoltenberg of NATO and Duda at Poland said this is still russia's fault because they're the ones who launched this attack and when this happens you're going to have incidents of friendly fire collateral damage Sat- two people died in Poland this was the result of it but that's it And so there was a brief moment where we thought, oh, my gosh, this thing is escalating.
0: Well, and the, you know, the Western world clearly doesn't want to escalate, even though that's sort of Putin's take Mm -hmm. on all of this is that we're just desperate to escalate. Um, A meeting was called among Polish leaders at the G20, which is going on in Bali, which Putin is notably absent from because he knows that he would get super shunned there. Mm -hmm. That's a technical diplomatic term. (laughs) Super shunned there. And he's probably worried about what would happen in Russia while he's gone. So he doesn't venture out. They're having a meeting down there. It sounds like this was all hashed out calmly. But the chances of future mistakes Mm -hmm. and or calculated attacks by Russia is uh, the dangers ongoing.
1: Yes. And people talk about when was the last time something like this almost happened. And the answer is 1995. Okay, A rocket called the Black Brandt rocket was launched from Norway to study the Aurora Borealis And the Russians thought it was an ICBM from the U.S., including, like, I think what would be interpreted as a MIRF, so a multiple independent reentry vehicle. And there were five minutes where they brought the football over, the Russian football over to Yeltsin. And he had to decide Yeltsin, very even in his drunken state, had a moment of clarity, as they say, and said, that's, this just just can't be like a, a a first strike by the United States against us now. For what reason? We're all this Soviet Union doesn't exist So sure enough, and it, he knew it was not intentional. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's in space now because yeah. <sighs> well, the aurora borealis.
0: We can all breathe. You know, come on. We can breathe right. a sigh of relief. So
1: that's it. But it is scary for
0: that's a scary. moment. Yes, that's right. Speaking of emergencies.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: The US, the U.S. Senate voted yesterday for the second time, by the mm-hmm. way. They voted in March as well to end the COVID-19 emergency declaration that has been in effect for now th- almost three years, like mm-hmm. early 2020. The Senate voted 62-36 to end the emergency declaration. Yeah, that
1: means that Democrats signed on to that.
0: Yeah, this is a way better score than the last one, which I believe was 48-47 along mm-hmm. party lines. So this one, bipartisan. President Biden has threatened to veto any congressional efforts to end the national emergency declaration status, said the Office of Management and Budget in a statement, because I guess OMB is leading us now. (laughs) The emergency was first declared in March 2020 by then President Donald Trump. It gave the administration access to executive powers available under the National Emergencies Act to suspend the payment deadlines for student loans, magic, Mm -hmm. close ports of entry and extend customs deadlines, among other efforts. Under federal law, Congress has the power to ask for periodic votes to terminate that status. Oh, how nice. This was put before lawmakers by Kansas Republican Senator Roger Marshall. Thank you for doing that. And he does it on the hook that Biden was on 60 Minutes, saying the pandemic is over. It is I don't want to. (laughs) I know. I never want to say that my opposition has no argument. But what is the argument that this is an emergency now?
1: I see this all the time. It's people saying we still have hundreds or I believe thousands of people dying of COVID every day and in the hospitals. But again, we really need to make a distinction between patients who are in the hospital. We had this conversation many times and people are still fixated on this. Patients in the hospital because of COVID, due to COVID versus going in there and they happen to have COVID, right? And people who die, but it was the cause of death, COVID, or did they have COVID when they
0: Well, died? and we have now it can be told this a couple yeah. of times. They have admitted that this is what they this is what was happening. A lot of these deaths were not
2: mm-hmm.
0: they were COVID was incidental to the death, but they continue to just stir up yeah. concern about this. Now, what's interesting to me is in the OMB statement, again, the OMB is, I guess, the president now, Mm -hmm. they need to preserve the ability to respond in winter when respiratory illnesses such as COVID-19 typically spread more easily. What this is, is just an admission that they want these powers forever and they will implement them for respiratory illnesses such as COVID-19. like,
1: yeah, but then that there was an argument to, uh, at the beginning when we, and, when we didn't like yeah. really
0: understand things and we we were in an mm-hmm. actual emergency. Mm-hmm. Flu and RSV and covid even combined yeah. is not an emergency that needs a federal like abrogation of right. lawmaking.
1: Right. There are billions of dollars at stake, as you mentioned. Right. And yet there are billions of dollars that remain unspent in covid funds, particularly for schools Remember, we had all this fixation over obviously surface contact, having things cleaned, air, all, those, all those spray you know, bottles HVAC. we funded, yeah, things like that, and 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 and, and glass separators, a, yeah, for desks. Yeah. So when you eat your lunch in between bites, you have to have your mask up for the kids because the kids were the ones at most threatened. They believe, right? The other thing is, what the, the emergency powers allow them to extend the Medicaid yeah. exceptions. Because, and of course, SNAP and other things where, again, it, there's this general idea of because of COVID, you can't find a job and, there, and therefore stay home and stay safe and the government will give you money. Yeah. But, and that happened. And I understand the, the the rationale for that when COVID, as you were saying, first broke out in the spring of 2020. We're well, now in 2022. People are out and about generally, I think, a quarter to a third of Americans are boosted. I'm not even talking about the bivalent booster. Well, I'm talking course, about the original, like the original boosters. Well,
0: and Other people are like, I'm fine. all of us have had it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what is it, 70-plus percent of kids yeah. have had it yeah. already. By the way, just, just a peek at some of the things that emergency situations can lead government into. Right. This is a Fox Business story today. The Massachusetts Department of Public Health is facing a class-action lawsuit for allegedly using Google technology... To covertly install tracking apps on over one million Android phones, as part of the state's no, terrible, as part of the state government's efforts to slow the spread of COVID-19 through contact tracing, they encouraged people to download an app, and then they made that app track them, alleging, allegedly, in this lawsuit, that is very bad, guys.
1: You know, soon we're going to be talking about the microchip. And we'll be like, oh yeah, you know that was going to happen. You know,
0: like <laughs> spyware, the the allegation spyware that deliberately tracks and records movement and personal contacts yeah. onto over a million mobile devices without the owner's permission or awareness. Tracking, because they were just trying to keep us safe, guys. No,
1: the tracking thing was a big deal. I remember. I, was, I didn't get
0: no contact tracing, oh, nothing I on my have, phone. I, I was like, get I, out of here. Yeah.
1: They will ask you, you'd go to restaurants and they'd want to know, can I have your phone and information yeah. for, or whoever made the res- reservation for tracking purposes. And I remember because I'd gone to the public test site for, for COVID at the time and lo and behold, tested positive that you get the call from public health and they want to know everything. And the thing is, what you realize is you don't actually have to answer all their questions. You know? They, they have no power. They're not going to weld your door shut. They might like to. But they would say about your kids, where have you been in the last two weeks? We'll name the restaurants and the bars. and nope. How many people were there? No. Nope. Yeah. And and also, uh, they were like, and how old are your kids? What are their social security numbers? Where do they go to school? I mean, it's really quite something.
0: Yeah. I was I was not a part of any of that. Anyone who called me or sent me a text or any email I got, I was like, oh, nope, pass, I'm, pass, I pass.
1: Can, I could totally see you just ignoring me.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, right. can you imagine? Yeah, no, you me, please. <laughs> oh, I never saw that. Yeah. Sorry, government. Yeah. Anyway, this will maybe go to the House. Unclear whether it goes to the House from the Senate because things are just sort, right. sort of in flux right now. Biden's going to veto it, but that. Biden says he's going to veto it, yeah. even though the uh, the the COVID is yeah. it's over, guys. Yeah, Man. they they are never going to let no. go of this. No, never going to no. let go. Again. Okay. Okay. Now, because Vic so eloquently explained the ukraine and poland situation to us we now know that he was he was trained well at this prestigious georgetown university the school of foreign service not so in journalism but in international
1: international relations oh, I, my labs. wife and i both wanted to be diplomats and then we both failed the foreign service exam so that's how we ended up in it's journalism.
0: notoriously hard so don't you know i didn't study well i went to the right. tombs
1: the night before that
0: I, I sounds thought, i thought it
1: would be easier Yeah, I know.
0: What led you to believe it would be easier?
1: Nobody told me otherwise. I said, I've been studying for this for all four years. I can do this. Big mistake. That's the thing about that school. They should just prepare. They should tell you. You need to believe. What
0: what the heck was this four years for?
1: People, don't waste your time. That's what I'm saying. So
0: there's a zip recruiter story about the most regretted and most loved college major. Just
1: tell us the most regretted, please. (laughs) 44%
0: 44% of all current job seekers with college degrees regret their college major. That's a, that's a lot. That is. Major choice. According to a recent ZipRecruiter survey, the happiest graduates are those who majored in computer and information sciences. Ah. Get that money. And, those, and grade. those who majored in criminology. In both groups, 72% would choose the same major again if they had to do so today. Other majors that graduates are less likely to regret include quantitative fields, engineering, healthcare, business, finance. On the other hand, most regretted majors are journalism, followed by sociology and liberal arts.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yes, I'm. You know,
1: sociology. It's again sort of the I'm not sure what I want to do, but you could yes. parlay that. Liberal arts, less so, I think. Well, what but you sociology in- and psychology. You can parlay that into advertising if you want to get it. Yeah, but
0: what you end up parlaying it into is another load of debt for a graduate school. What
1: what you need is the master's in sociology.
0: So I was a journalism major.
1: I did not know that when I sent you this story. It's a good thing I didn't add any color to the story by saying, can you imagine these people? Who who pays for that? So you did did at the University of Georgia. You majored in journalism. So what does that entail versus like English?
0: Well, I did both, actually. So I did a double major in English and journalism. Well,
1: thank goodness for that.
0: And because I was like, I I can do this thing. (laughs) Well, and the reason reason that I majored in journalism, I'm from a journalism family. Mm -hmm. And I was determined not to go into journalism. I was like, I'm going to be in book publishing or something. But I knew this was a different era, guys. Different era. (laughs) What's that? I knew that if I majored in journalism, I could get a job at a newspaper when I got out of school. I knew I could get a work a day. That's definitely a different reporter time. job. That was a yeah. thing. Yeah. So I gra- I graduated with a with a bachelor's in specifically newspaper journalism. Does that even exist anymore? <laughs> newspaper journalism it involved
1: a lot of faxing.
0: And I did in fact get a job at a daily newspaper in a small town in North Carolina right after I graduated. And that was the plan because I wanted I wanted to actually have a job. I tried book publishing and it, I found it very boring. And on two internships yeah. at like academic presses. And I was like, this doesn't work for me. And so even though I was determined not to go into journalism, I did. And then it was fun. So I like I the
1: idea of book publishing, getting into book publishing. And we obviously have friends who are in the publishing business. The challenge for me would have been I'm a slow reader.
0: I am, too. Yeah, that's kind too.
1: of a problem. It's like people are like, yeah, I like to go into medicine, but I just don't like blood. So <laughs> the journalism thing is interesting. And certainly, uh, you did the right thing by not getting a master's in journalism. Well, my you dad to to told me that because
0: school. my dad got a master's yeah. in journalism. He's like, yeah. you don't need that. <laughs> that's right. That's and, right. You, you, know, go you go just, to,
1: you get a job. That's your yeah, master's You learn in your job. So that's what Knox. I did. But, but
0: that was back when you could get a job and make money being a journalist. Obviously, now, that's a different situation. I will say my first job, I made 10 50 an hour, which was less than I made babysitting. So... That you is know, less. It was not babysitting
1: is more than that. it was true. not
0: lucrative, oh. but I did have a job.
1: You do it because you love the job. Yeah. If you when you when you talk to kids now, right, prospective college kids who are interested in journalism, do you give what advice do you give them in terms of a major?
0: I tell them, well, I, I think it's fine to be a journalism major. What I tell them for the craft and for a job is that they they need a specialty. I didn't have a policy specialty when I came. I'm a generalist. I mm-hmm. talk about all the things. Mm-hmm. That's why we do this show. That's why we're journalists. But it's but it's at. hard like it's hard to get a job being a generalist now. If I had it you to do been. over again in this era, I would be a healthcare reporter or I would be a yes. tax policy yeah, reporter or something like that. I would yeah. find a thing because it is harder to succeed doing all the things
1: so related to that my advice and, and and you know I saw Tim Carney was saying the same thing about not being a journalism major be an English major and if I can go knowing where I ended up now right 20 years 21 years whatever at the weekly standard another four or five here at the beacon I would have majored in English and I, I AP'd out of English right yeah. and just learning about writing and the reading I had
0: they were like up he's so fluent in. guys it's fine I was
1: I, I scored a five my essay was on the color purple Yep. how lovely! <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff. Lovely. There's a, hey, there's some good sections in that book. But anyway, oh my Lord. Uh, let me just say the but but what you want to do is it turns out as you were saying you can major in almost anything and parlay that into a journalism job because you would bring your knowledge in science, medicine, economics, or government right. into our politics into the job of writing. And the only thing you need to know about being good at the job and journalism is the ability to write very clear and concise sentences, nothing flowery. Yep. You could do that for fiction, but for like for reporting, short, simple sentences get to the point and just being very clear. Yeah. And that takes effort.
0: Yeah, it does. Writing short is harder gotta, than writing long. Our minds
1: don't think that. I way. know. Revise. Uh, no, I
0: think, but this comes down to all this, all these regrets come down to what all of life's decisions come down to and what people are really bad at doing, which is a cost benefit analysis. If you pay a hundred thousand dollars for mm-hmm. your journalism degree and you end up making ten fifty an hour yeah. with no, in this era, no real path to move up really, or it's very hard to, and there aren't that many jobs. Yes. You are going to be dissatisfied. However, I went to the university of Georgia state school on a scholarship and didn't pay very much for my journalism degree. So when I got out and wasn't making much, I was like, this is fine. I'll do. Okay. <laughs> And look
1: how you ended up more than OK.
0: Here I am. Here I am. I, I am mean, still glad about that no debt state school degree. It
1: it takes. That was not Georgetown, by the way. It takes. I have my parents to think it, it takes it, And Luck. Luck is a big deal. Circumstance. Right. The usual, as they say, preparation meets circumstance. Just yeah. be ready for it and take advantage of it.
0: Also, you I know? don't know what I'll tell my kids about college because I don't think it's the same. It's not. It's not the same cost benefit an- analysis now as it was when I was coming out. No. And I got to pay I, for that. No,
1: I'd love for all my kids to go to state schools. Right here. Virginia's great.
0: I'm like, West, West Virginia, that sounds like a nice state, girls. It's in the mountains. Very pretty up there. Mountaineer. You want to be a mountaineer?
1: You know, I, I, and the, well, there's that. And also learning something practical. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, plumbers, mechanics. You always need them. Well,
0: I have three girls. They, I guess one of them could be a welder, but you know that leads to flash dance. All right. <laughs> Enough. That.
1: On that note, that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victory Mattis.
0: I'm MK Hammer on Twitter and Substack. You can also follow me on Instagram at MK Hammer Time. And you can write to us, and you should, at hammered at nebulouspodcasts.com. Hammered at nebulouspodcasts.com. You read,
1: you read that, like Biden when he reads this website to go. Well, because I wanted,
0: I wanted to make sure I got it right. <laughs> I was concerned that I would not get it right. By the way, we got some good feedback about the am I the a hole segment. So we will yes. we will bring some more of those onto the show. All right. Thanks for being here guys. Nebulous Media Podcast.